Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. If you've set up a business, then you're required by law to have a business bank account. You can't expense anything from your business through a personal account of any sort. But I get it. It's quite confusing. There are so many banks out there. Who do you choose? Who do you pick? Well, recently I've been restructuring my group and I've been changing some of the banks, but I've also been banking with a number of people for a number of of years. So today what I thought I would do to help anybody who's currently thinking about either changing business bank accounts or setting up a new business account for their property business is give you some information about the banks and who I'm using and what you can expect. So if that might be helpful, then don't go anywhere. Please sit back, relax, do whatever you need to do and enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO Roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about business bank accounts. I know what you're thinking. Andy, this is not the most exciting topic. Is this really what we should be listening to on the HMO podcast? Well, bear with me, stick with me, because actually business bank accounts and who you decide to bank with and the services that they offer and some of the benefits or some of the possible restrictions that you can find are quite important. So today what I want to do is just give you an overview of what the business bank account market looks like and talk to you about who I'm using, who I've been sort of moving some of my banking around with while I've been going through a restructuring process. And I really do think that this will help anybody who's currently thinking about setting up a new account or considering moving their existing bank account from one bank to another. It's confusing. There's a lot of choice and there's the online services to consider. You might need a client account. You might need certain things like AML. You might need something quickly. You might need something in a group structure. So off the bat, there are lots of reasons why you really should actually be quite strongly considering who you bank with. So it's not just or certainly shouldn't just be as simple as picking the bank that you see on the high street every day because you walk past it. And you're probably, in all honesty, going to go into that branch 
very irregularly. Maybe every now and then you'll do a chaps transfer fee to buy a property or you know do a large transaction or something like that. But honestly, most of what you're going to be doing is online. But the banks are all slightly different. They all offer slightly different services. And you need to really think about this and make sure that as you build your business, you can grow into that banking service because changing banks in retrospect and further down the line and having problems can be really, really painful. So what are the choices? Well, actually, (laughs) there are quite a few. And this is part of the confusion. You've got Lloyds Bank, you've got TSB, Metro Bank, Barclays, NatWest, Virgin, Santander, HSBC, Monzo, Starlink, Revolut, Metal, Tide. Told you there was quite a few. And how do you differentiate? Does this all come down to how much they cost on a monthly basis? No, of course not. And actually, those who do charge are actually pretty similar. Anyway, if I was you, I'd really drill down into what you need from your bank. Do you need a private service? If you need a private service, then actually maybe something like Handles Banking is actually where you need to be. But if you want something quick, if you want something that's simple and easy, that's probably not going to be the one for you. So there are different options out there. So what kind of things should we be thinking about if we are going to set up a new business account? Well, I think there's a few. I think, first of all, the speed at which they can open an account is really, really important. I don't know about you, but certainly in property, we seem to need things pretty quickly. You know, we buy something or it's an auction property we've got to complete in quite a short space of time. Actually, that means we need a business bank account set up pretty sharpish. I think fees and the cost of banks should uh, definitely be taken into consideration. I'm with a few different banks and some of them are quite a bit more expensive than others. And actually, if you've got a lot of transactions going through that business, it can get really expensive. And often when you think that the bank doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot for you, it can be quite frustrating. I think one of the other things to think about, and I think possibly the most important thing, is customer service and how banks are currently scoring. That does tend to fluctuate. It certainly has done over the years, but there's quite a discrepancy between the banks on this one. And I think that should be on anybody's radar. And I think finally, the the other one is, is whether or not the bank that you're proposing to open an account with supports a group structure. Depending on the type of business that you're building, depending on how many properties you're buying or, you know, how quickly you're planning on scaling, you really ought to think about this. I've had to, in retrospect, restructure all of my companies because they have grown and it's become tax inefficient and very complicated to own all of these different companies outright in my own personal name. What I've actually done is restructured, had to get some HMRC compliance and actually arrange it so that I have a holding company and that holding company owns all of my other companies underneath. Some of those companies are trading companies, but some of those companies are property companies and I actually hold assets in them as well. But not every bank supports that. Okay. If you're trading like that, if you have a business structure like that, and it's all very transparent because these banks will look at things like Companies House, they are not all going to be comfortable with opening a bank account for someone who is is operating through a group structure. So you need to be really, really aware of that one as well. Now, the purpose of today's episode isn't to tell you who to bank with. You need to go and do this, do your own research and figure out what's best for you. But what I want to do is just highlight some of the decisions I've made and who I've decided to move more and more of my banking to. So just to give you an idea, I have had, I bank personally with Halifax. I think, you know, when you're at school and you get one of those sort of cards or like a a little book, well, that's who my account was set up with Halifax and I've had it ever since. So I've I've banked with Halifax for 20, 25 years, whatever it is. Personally, my first business bank account was actually with HSBC and my main investment and management group, that's with HSBC. 
I really, really do not like HSBC. I don't like the online facility. I find the customer service incredibly frustrating. The whole times online and uh, the whole times on the phone are exceptionally long. And that's not just recently. I would say that's been for years. You go into branch and they are almost always understaffed. They have almost never got any personnel, even in the big branches, on hand to deal with business inquiries. They've made a series of catastrophic and overly complicated administrative mistakes with things like mandates and signatories. My experience with them just hasn't been great. The other thing that's really frustrated me with HSBC is that after having a client account with them for years and years and years, last year, or in fact this year, sorry, they turned around and said they needed us to have something called anti-money laundering compliance if we wanted to keep that uh, client account. And they made a whole series of errors. The first I knew about it was getting a letter telling us the client account was closing and it was closing pretty sharp. I think we had four weeks. Well, of course, that doesn't give me a whole lot of time to actually fix the problem, particularly as I was away and particularly as we were in the process of sending all of our new tenants direct debit instructions for the upcoming academic cycle. So we were just about to tell everybody who was going to start paying in a couple of months that these were our client account details. So this was a really big problem, but I think that this for me has been actually a good representation of the poor service I've had with HSBC. I've also banked for many years with Lloyd's business as well. Now, their portal and their business service, I think, is a little simpler. And actually, I found that this is really beneficial over the years. And I quite like the process. One of the other great things with Lloyd's Bank is the speed at which they can open bank accounts. Up until recently, they've been able to open bank accounts within four weeks, and that's what they have been doing. The last account that I opened, which was only a week or two ago, it took them more like six weeks, and it did get expediated after the four weeks, but because of the volume that they were getting it, it did move it to six weeks. But I think across the board, getting a bank account open within four to six weeks is about as good as you're going to get. We did open a bank account with Metro and actually that was pretty quick and I'm going to come on to Metro in a second. They were quite quick as well and I believe Starling could be quite quick as well but I'm not too sure, you know, the likes of TSB, NatWest, Santander, how quickly they can actually get accounts open and I really would recommend you check this very, very thoroughly because if you do need to do something quite quickly, for example, you know, a property purchase If this goes wrong, this can be a huge problem. The worst possible scenario could be having everything in place, but physically not having a bank account set up to actually transfer monies. You're going to upset a seller. You're going to upset all the solicitors. So you really want to make sure that those timelines are manageable for you. And you need to plan well in advance of actually opening that business account. You know, figure out when you're going to need it and make sure you give yourself plenty of time. Don't just give yourself the minimum that they're quoting. Actually give yourself a little bit more. When it comes to customer service, though, and I've got to thank uh, a pal of mine called Bjorn for this, but um, Bjorn did a bit of research, and actually, some of the customer satisfaction surveys out there are quite interesting to read. Top of the list is actually Starling Bank. Okay, Starling Bank, quite consistently for the last couple of years, have topped the charts for customer service and uh, customer experience, which I think is is pretty good. Metro Bank have been up there as well. Handels Bank have been up there as well, though you might not be surprised to see that because they are a private bank. And even Barclays were quite high up. Uh, Fourth and fifth, Santander and and NatWest and Lloyd's joint fifth as well. 
some of the companies not doing quite so well, HSBC, you know, it really is is, is nowhere near the, uh, the top of those charts as well. Virgin Money, TSB, those guys are not doing so well on the, on the customer service point of view. Now, when it comes to a complex structure, this is one of the main reasons I decided to go with Lloyd's because they did support it and they were very clear that they did support it and understood it. I did look at all of the banks and very few of them support this. Revolut Online said they did. I actually started an application with them. As I progressed through the online application, it became clear that there was no way of actually adding information about that group structure. All the fields were insistent that you as a person had to own that bank account. I had to stop the application. I contacted their support team and said, you're saying one thing, but the application doesn't appear to let me be adding that information and a few days later someone did come back to me and say you know we do support it by that time I decided actually I couldn't wait any longer and I just went back to Lloyd so apparently Revolut do but the online application didn't make that clear or even possible in my experience so I just went back to Lloyd's who absolutely understood it absolutely got it so that's where I am really with all things considered I think Lloyd's did reasonably well on customer service I think their online portal and telephone banking is actually pretty decent as far as some of the others go. What's actually quite useful as well is you get an online portal for your new application. And if you're doing more than one bank account at a time, you can see them all. And it's quite useful being able to see that they are progressing. And that's far better than some of the previous applications I've done with banks. Sometimes it's literally you send an application off, you hear and see absolutely nothing. And two, three months later, your account's open, which actually is quite frustrating again, because we're often dealing with things that need to be done pretty quickly. We need to be able to communicate where we're up to and stuff. And Lloyd's, I found, just did a really good job of this. I know that this episode will probably surprise a lot of people because Lloyd's tends not to be a first choice for people thinking about business bank accounts. Actually, these days, I think Monzo and Revolut and those cooler banks who are more online focused, I think people are leaning towards those. But honestly, I found Lloyd's are doing a great job for us. They understand it all. We've been able to grow into that company and we've got assurances that we can continue to do that. So I hope today's episode just gives you a little bit of insight into how I think about bank accounts and perhaps how you should think about them as well. And and maybe just gives you a bit of a head start on, on figuring out who might be best for you. That's it for today's episode. It's just a short one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that I'm on hand over in the HMO community. So if you want to come and chat or find guidance and support on anything at all to do with HMOs, then come on over. It's our free group on Facebook. And of course, if you're ready to take things to the next level with your HMO property business, then you want to be inside the hmoroadmap.co.uk. We've got some incredible stuff being released every single week and every single month. Masterclasses, videos, we've got case studies, the deal stackers there, we've got downloadable resources and much, much more. That's it for me for today. Thank you so much. And don't forget that I'll be right back here in the very same place next time. So join me then for another installment of the HMO Podcast. (laughs) 